Shut up and sit down. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Men Possible's podcast. This is Harry, and this is Timmy. So, what's up? What is up? Let's talk about what we're doing right now. We're sitting down as usual, and we are working our way into another drum of fine scotch. I think we should cheers to that. Well, scotch for one of us and whiskey for the other. No. So you're true, drinking true what um, our bag Ugadel, the okay. go-to. And, and you? In front of me is a liquid glass of liquid gold from Japan, Yamazaki. From that Japanese, huh? Japanese. You like that Japanese? So obviously, we're not going to be able to call this one a scotch. So um, I yeah. stand corrected. Whiskey. I stand corrected. But today, in particular, I think the whiskeys, uh, as a whole, are a bit stronger. Don't you think? It has a lot more bite to it. I think is our fucking day. Uh, you know, funny you mentioned that because I, I have this theory. I don't know if it's true, but we, we kind of briefly wrote about it on MP where when it comes to drinking whiskey, it's not about the technique. It's not about whether you're using ice, whether you're using water, whether you're just drinking in meat. It comes down to the occasion too, right? Which occasion, the company you're with, yeah, the, the, the ambience, right? The weather. I, I really, really believe it plays a lot into the overall taste of the alcohol. I agree. In this case, it tastes really bitter. Must be, must be, must be the partner. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, as you're right, as strong and and not quite the um, the 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 mood that I was hoping for, but nonetheless, it's still really a fine glass of whiskey. But I know exactly what you're saying. So. It's all about the uh, the company and occasion. I, I completely agree. I still remember the first time I fell in love with uh, the Artbeck Ugadel. I was actually at a local bar, and I've been drinking Artbeck 10 for a while. I said, hey, I want to try the Ugadel, the next level up. For some reason, when I was drinking that drum, it really, really resonated with me. Uh, it was it was the ambience, of course. I was outdoor. It was this little alley, which they converted into tables and seats. And with the company all together, everything just really, really combined it and came together really well. It was sweet. It was warm. It was also the fact that it probably cost like $15 for a glass. But more importantly, <laughs> I was with two other ladies, myself <laughs> and two other ladies. That makes everything <laughs> that, 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 better. That, that makes everything better. But overall, I really loved it. At that moment, I remember just tasting it. There was a lot of strong, rich vanilla flavor. And, and you get that subtle hint of sweetness as it was going down your throat, you know, and it's just good. But today, honestly, today it was just harsh. It was like drinking liquid fire for liquid smoke for lack of a better word. My but apologies. I, I definitely <laughs> agree. It, it must be the day, you know, the, the weather's been weird lately. Still kind of chilly in the morning. you get a bit of heat in uh, SoCal around noon and afternoon. But nevertheless. Well, and also, happened? does that mean you had a bad day today at the office? Eh, good day, I thought bad every day, day, same day. I thought every day at Man Possible is a good day. I'm not talking about Man Possible. I'm talking about my <laughs> side job. <laughs> uh, side job. No, I, Still walking the streets, huh? Walking the streets. Somebody got to walk the streets, right? All right. Ain't no patrolling. But, but nevertheless, whiskey is whiskey, right? It's how you make of it, how we make of it. So right. cheers to that, Cheers dude. to that. Another... Cheers to that. Let's do this. Anyways, so what else is on the agenda? Let's talk about our weekend. 
I'm sure our audience are super, super excited to find out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I tend to jump the gun. You got to actually don't don't keep me in check. Let me do me. We'll start off by saying what is today? Yeah, I'll let you do you because no one's going to do you. <laughs> let's, let's leave it at that. <laughs> so today is Tuesday, March 22nd. And what is important about today is in New York, we have the New York Auto Show. Correct? Mm-hmm. And it just so happens... Wait, so we're going to talk about that before our weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah. Come okay. on. This, this, is, right. this is news. This is life. This is happening. Got it. Oh, this happened already. And what happened in New York in particular at the New York Auto Show was Mazda, of all brands, I think a couple of weeks out or even yesterday I saw on Instagram, they were hinting that at 7 p.m. Eastern time... They were, going, they were going to unveil a top secret project or have something special to unveil to the fans. And, and you know what? Let me quickly take a, um, a step back and, and explain to our listeners, just in case our listeners aren't familiar with your love for the Miata <laughs> and your obsession, rather, for you know Miata and Mia – um, we have actually written about this. We have had conversations on our podcast about this. So Timmy here has been obsessed with his um, ever since his first generation Miata that he has owned and now had to or or one you know let go um, to another uh, owner. Hardest thing I ever did in my life. But uh, so he's been really obsessed. So, anyways, th- you know that brings you back to uh, the new topic that he's discussing. Of course, I- I've been eyeballing Miatas ever since. I've been looking at the used cat, used car category, trying to find the next Miata for me to get back on the roster. Of course, and summer is coming, right? There is no doubt when it's summertime, you want that top down. You want to be one with the universe. Without going into too much detail, let's talk about what happened tonight. So, what happened was Mazda. As you guys know, Mazda unveiled their 2016 brand new, brand new body, brand new engine, brand new pretty much everything from the ground up, their fourth generation Mazda Miata. Last year. Last year, 2016, as they call it, the ND generation. But what they did today was they announced a hardtop version of the Mazda Miata, which is a prototype, as we've come to find out, and that's slated for... 2017 we don't have specific details yet of course we'll report them as we get them but based on our sources from new york it looks like they are looking to take order around june hopefully hopefully the prototype is as is but we've seen pictures and what it is is a hard top model of the current generation mazda miata or mazda mx5 for those who are outside of the u.s and what's interesting is Mazda has released a power retractable hardtop in its last generation, the NC. But for some reason, when they were going into production for the 2016 model, they did not opt to go with the hardtop. And there were a lot of people who were disappointed. Of course, they went with the cloth top and it was easy to remove and, and, and put back on. But a lot of people were asking for a hardtop. And, you know, lo and behold... Mazda answered it tonight, and they unveiled their version of the hardtop. But what's unique, what's unique, I have to add, is this hardtop is not, it's not accustomed to the usual design. Where you It's have, not a folding convertible hardtop. I mean, it, it is folding. No, well, this one, as they call it, is a Targa. Targa top, but it's, it, it folds. It folds in place, but... 
Well, the Targa is slightly different than the, a traditional folding convertible where the entire roof Correct. disappears. Correct. So essentially, there's no difference from a ragtop convertible to a hardtop convertible. It's just that you have the luxury of the hardtop when the top is up, and you sort of have the best of both worlds. But in the case of Targa, it's more or less like a coupe that gives you a almost... Um, Takes the roof off. Yeah, it, it, it's, if you can equate this to like a traditional old-school... Uh, Corvette. Corvette, T-top, yep. as they call it. Or the MR2. Right. It, it's that type of convertible. So it's not a true convertible. It's it's not a true convertible in the sense that once the quote unquote top is down, you do have do they call it the B pillars for the ones in the back? You do have your blind spot pillars in the back, which they stand up. And if you guys will visualize with us, it resembles that of a Nissan 370Z from the back, where the pillars are still up. And for some reason, it doesn't look like a true convertible. If you look back at the current model of the 2016 Mazda Miata or the MX-5. When the top is down, you see a flat line in the back. But in this new prototype, you do not get a fluid flat line. Instead, you get the pillars. And what you get is a complete removal of the actual top um, up above you. Well, do keep in mind, though, that this is a prototype. So it may or may not go into production, for one. And then, two, that their final production model could just well be a folding convertible which is what we're used to seeing from the last generation. Um, or, in addition to that, they could be releasing a new, uh, you know, this Targa model, which actually, you know, uh, we see Porsche doing all the time. I mean, they're, they, they have various uh, models that they release. They have, you know, the, the hardtop, they have the, the Targa they have the um, you know traditional convertible, and then you know, in terms of their the their motor, yeah. yeah, I mean there is the uh, turbo, turbo S. That could be a special yeah. edition. So, so to, to be honest, who knows? Yeah, they call it the uh, Mazda MX-5 RF. Yeah, uh, I do not I do not know what the RF stands for, but we'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know as it comes through. Initial feedback, just looking at the image, I'm not too much a fan. I think you have to look at it for a while for you to convince yourself. Um, but coming from, you know, the first gen and, 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 and the latter three gens um, or the past three generation of Miatas, I prefer a sleeker unison um, convertible. But, hey, it is what it is, right? I do think it's pretty unique, though. That, so, it is. It's unique yeah. in, the, in the sense that we haven't seen cars like that for a while. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep you guys posted, but definitely newsworthy for us to bring it up yeah and as our correspondent in new york provides more information we definitely will check back in with everybody absolutely hey, anything miata related it's worth talking about so tim yes sir. um we also have another hot you know uh news agenda to talk about right yes sir in this case um apple our beloved Apple, which you guys know from our previous podcast, um, we had such wonderful experience with um, Apple, um, Apple Pay, and um, <laughs> our experiences at McDonald's, which I really love using, by the way. So, why don't you tell the the listeners what's up with Apple? Yeah. So today, I guess it's just a news roundup, right? 
So we are, as I mentioned, Tuesday, March 22nd. As of yesterday, March 21st, Apple held its uh, annual conference, of course. And in its conference, it announced a couple new releases, as they usually do. But what's interesting was everybody was expecting a new iPhone. We did get a new iPhone. But what was out of the ordinary was Tim, Tim Cookie, actually announced... A.K.A. Tim Cook. A.K.A. Tim Cook. Or Cookie. 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 If you're on a first name basis. Because we're on a first name basis with them, you know, because of our partnership with Apple. Oh, that's because you share the first names. Ah, of course. Timmy and Tim Cookie, dude. Sure. We go way back. Got it. (laughs) And what happened was Apple did announce a new phone. But what really was, I wouldn't say it was surprising. I mean, news has been surrounding. There were leaks. But long story short. Apple announced that their new lineup to their iPhone category will be a 4-inch iPhone dubbed the iPhone 4 SE. Um, SE meaning Special Olympics. Oh, no, not Special Olympics. Oh, SE. That was a poorly executed joke. That, that, well, as usual. <laughs> special, special edition or special education. <laughs> that, was so, that was so bad. Hey now, Tim, don't be Con- too hard on uh, yourself. Continue drinking. Yeah, that's a I mean, sign that you need to stop your Ugadel. I'm going to shut up. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> but, you know, okay, going back to the phone. Oh, but let, he, let, let, me, let me go in a little bit more detail before you jump in. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we can you even... continue on with your Special Olympics yeah, phone. Before we, can... <laughs> before we can really dissect and give our opinions, we first need to understand what the phone is packing, right? So I do have here, um, as soon as I pull up the specs, but out, out of the door... Of course, it's a smaller form factor. We're looking at a four-inch phone. But what, we're, what we want to kind of call out is this is not your typical 5C phone you've seen in the past where it's a cheaper material. It's, it's quote-unquote, of the lower um, category. What you're actually getting is you're still getting the four-inch form factor, but you're getting the latest in their i9 uh, power chip. But in addition you're getting the latest in the specs as well. We're talking about 12 megapixel camera in the front. We're talking about 4K video plays. And in addition to that, you're also getting the latest iOS 9. And I believe you get a high-res front-facing camera. Design-wise, we're talking about the sleek, um, sleek round cube kind of square brick candy bar type well, of shape. Here's what's, um, what's cool and what sucks about it, actually. So... If you guys remember the old iPhone 4 and 4S, it looks exactly like that. Except in the back, if you remember the old 4, iPhone 4 and 4S, um, it used to be glass hard case. And so uh, those of you who had the unfortunate experience of dropping the phones, it actually cracked. And so Apple moved away from that and went to uh, aluminum you know, back. Basically the same design as their current six. Exactly. So what they did was they took the old hard casing of, um, or the, the design the layout, shell. Yeah. the shell of four. And then instead of the glass back, they um, brought the, uh, the current aluminum back. And you actually have multiple colors. You have your silver, your gold and your rose gold. So we're talking about high end phones. And what 
made this attractive is you guys can get this phone without a contract for $399. So the affordability. So this is affordable, but what's important is this is not cheap, right? We can't associate affordability with cheap. This is a phone that's affordable, but it's packing major heat in terms of technology. Yeah. It has some of the current latest tech under its hood. Right. So, But also, especially for the guys who don't necessarily want a fablet phone, right? I mean, you know me, most man. Of my us, pocket. <laughs> your pocket was, is really small. I was gonna go there, but like, hey, my pocket. I can't fit two two large <laughs> two large successes up in this <laughs> success plus, son. <laughs> okay, let's not talk about that. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> you yeah, continue just uh, drinking your scotch. Uh, but here's the thing. So, I mean, us guys, most of us carry our phones in our front pockets and. You know, we, we, we can't, I mean, we can only go so big, right? So we can't, <laughs> I guess, you know, for some of us. Um, I mean, it, it's really hard to carry a big-ass phone in the front pocket. And, you know, we misplace our phones all the time. So what, what actually I miss about some of the older phones, whether it's Apple or something else, is the, the, the smaller size. We still want the convenience of... A large enough screen or we can actually watch the videos and do the things we need to do with apps but we also want a relatively a compact phone that we can put in our front pockets agree especially if you have a separate um you know tablet or something else that you generally yeah generally carry around all the time (laughs) well I, i guess this is where we open up the floor for debates right I can tell you, based on what I've seen in mainstream media right after Apple's announcement, there were a lot of jokes, right? Hey, this is the most powerful 4-inch you'll ever have, right? Or, (laughs) or, hey, 4-inch is better. Smaller is better. That's what Apple was kind of preaching. But let me give you guys a little background. That's not what she said. (laughs) Not to jump on the, the Apple bandwagon. I'm far from it. I've been using, I've been slaying Android phones since I was in college. So I've always been an Android user. But not to say that I dislike Apple, but I believe this move from Apple by Apple is a very, very smart move. A lot of people as a consumer or existing consumers, they look at it and say, hey, Apple is not being innovative. I read articles where the title says, oh, finally, the magic is gone, right? Which I get it from a branding perspective. It was poorly executed in the sense that they're not innovative anymore, right? But from a... Operations from an operation standpoint and a finance standpoint, you guys need to understand. Since last quarter, we've seen a kind of a tear off of Apple's revenue. They've kind of hit a peak in terms of their growth, and Wall Street has been speculating about you know next quarter's earning that they might not hit hit the projected um, projected revenue. But in addition to that. We know that a lot of the newer users are coming from overseas, meaning Asia and other countries. And what Apple specifically said, or what Timmy specifically said during the conference was, through their analysis and feedback, a lot of new users are saying they want smaller phones. And this is actually a smaller smaller phone, but it's actually a gateway for new users to get into the Apple ecosystem. If you think about it that way, Instead of capping Apple's revenue at its current customers, Apple is using this method to open up their revenue sources. Yeah. Well, he, he, here's what actually uh, pisses me off a little bit. 
you know, people talk about innovation all the time and, you know, they have this unrealistic expectation or even definition about what an innovation is. And innovation is not necessarily recreating something every time. Innovation means defining and creating something that fulfills one's needs, right? So innovation doesn't have to be every single year introducing a brand new phone. It means it could mean introducing a phone or product that fulfills one's needs. So in this case, Apple has determined and decided that the new there is a certain need for smaller phone, in this case a phone um, that is in the shape of the old four uh, iPhone four and you know with somewhat of a current spec uh, model um, that people either want um, or need, and and that's it. And so, I mean, you know, in, in that sense, is this innovative? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't need to be a rocket science innovation every time. I mean, it just means it, it's filling, you know, certain um, populations' needs. And so, I mean... I'm sure that's controversial, that's debatable, but my opinion is, um, you know, people and companies need to do what they need to do. So in this case, that's what they decided to do. And, you know, I applaud applaud them. And also for guys that don't have size complex, this is a great phone. Small phone is great because you have the other big thing in in your other. Well, pros and cons, right? I mean, we're so used to, at least I am, I'm so used to now consuming a lot of the multi-medias on my phone. It's it's kind of a given that you expect larger phones to have a bigger screen size for you to consume. But but then again, if you think about it from a finance perspective and operations perspective, this new phone isn't isn't for you. If you're already an Apple user, if you're already a Samsung user, it, it might be for the Samsung folks, but think about it. If you're the new Galaxy um, Galaxy 7 User, you're not gonna, you're not gonna use this. But, this but is- you just said that, though. I mean, right? So even if you stay within the Apple family, yeah. you have other options. Yeah, you so have. If other you want options. a bigger phone? There are other options. Yeah, they, that's exactly the the point of this. Yep, they know? they are opening up their market share and they are yeah. being smart about it. I have two things to say. One is, I think this is a very very brilliant move. A lot of the consumer might not see it right away. But if you were to analyze it from a business standpoint, I think that's what they needed to do. They need to bring Wall Street back, or they need to bring back confidence in Wall Street to show them that, hey, we might not be, quote unquote, innovating in tech as we were before, but we still have ways to generate revenue. And as a company, that is a primary goal, right? As a public company, that's even more important. So I'm actually going to hold on to my Apple share. I think it's going to go up. Uh, We'll see how uh, pre-order starts this Thursday, the 24th, I believe. We'll see how things go, uh, but definitely excited to see where this route goes. It's it's actually be going to be competitive because there's a lot of, I know, quote-unquote, cheaper, affordable Android manufacturers, specifically in Asia, that are producing high-end phones with high specs and actually really, really affordable and competitive pricing. I think that that's going to be interesting. And then also, going back to your innovations, I was being innovative earlier. I said uh, SE, Special Olympics, right? It doesn't always go well when you try to innovate. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So good move, Timmy. Congratulations. We'll see how it goes. And we will hold on to your share for a while.
We definitely will. And let's let's jump right into the weekends. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't do much this weekend. Kind of, kind of. My weekend's been pretty boring. I, I've been looking for cars, looking around for Miatas, but they're holding holding out until they release the hardtop convertible. No, I'm holding on until you know Apple share goes up. I, I sell see. it. I got some cash money. Their whole two shares ain't gonna help uh, you. <laughs> How you know, there's some <laughs> companies that's giving me some pretty high valuations and shares, <laughs> but, but not to not to distract ourselves. <laughs> not to distract ourselves. Uh, the most exciting thing that happened to me this weekend, I was actually at Target and I bought a toy. Wow! I bought a very very fun and exciting toy. I'll go ahead and tell you guys. So there's this company out there called Zing. Z i n g. And they are a toy manufacturer, specifically, I would say, quote-unquote, outdoor activity toy manufacturer. So for anybody else who, you know, is somewhat knowledgeable of the toy scene, you guys might have heard of Nerf, where they mass-produce a lot of the uh, toy, uh, toy... Nerf guns. Nerf guns. Nerf, you know, bows and arrows. Basically foam. foam Nerf uh, guns swords. that shoot, shoot foam, ammo, and... and it's just uh, an outdoorsy. It's the stuff that we abuse our interns with here. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Or some, you know, mediocre editors. <laughs> but Zing is actually a competitor. They are in the similar category. But what I would categorize them, or the way I would define them, is they produce toys before adults. Yes, it's for age eight and up. Is that the Special Olympics adults? <laughs> I say special edition. Special special educated. I see. And what I bought was a Zing Z curve or Zing yeah, Z Z curve zombie uh bow and arrow. Oh wow. So what it is, it's 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 a plastic bowl. Uh, instead of your usual bowstring, you actually get these two elastic rubber bands that goes from one end of that loops from one end of the bowl to to the center, and what you do is you're then what what you get is it comes with three separate arrows, two of them which are sonic arrows, meaning when you shoot, they actually give off a um, alarming siren siren well, and also in this case, just to paint the right picture, it's no ordinary arrow oh no I mean this is a big ass football shaped bomb i, I I guess you're going to say that. Right? <laughs> um, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, if you get hit with this thing, okay, it's but, going to hurt. But I mean, foam or not, yeah, it's, it's a foam. this shit will hurt you. I'll be honest, it's foam, but it definitely will hurt you. Because <laughs> what we're talking about, this is not your traditional arrow in the sense that you, the way you kind of pull and, and, and aim and shoot is there's two hooks at the opposite end of, uh, at, the, at the end of the arrow, the head of the arrow. And what you do is you loop you loop the hook into these two elastic loops, and then you begin to draw the arrow back. As you're drawing it back, remember, these are elastic strings. You can actually pull very, very far. And based <laughs> on, based on uh, the advertisement on the packaging, this thing can go as far as 125 feet. Exactly. 125 feet, dude. We're talking about outdoor activity, but, <laughs> man, these are fucking awesome. These are so fun. Hey, you know what? I just had a thought. You know what this would be good for? What? Special Olympics? No, 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 no. Um, you know, to to train or exercise your lazy dog, our 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 company dog. So dogs like to play fetch, fetch, right? So instead of throwing like a stick or a ball, 
I mean, shoot this thing out. He's on it 10 goes feet apart, though. 100 feet, 150 feet out, and it's going to bring it back. Assuming he's that smart. So that's going to be, well, that's up to the owner. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, hey, that's fun for you. That's great exercise for the dog. That's awesome. Because otherwise, every time you shoot this thing, you're going to have to walk 150 feet and come back. Well, that's exercise for me. <laughs> I see. So you're the dog. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> great. I've been drinking too much, I guess. <laughs> I'm a little slow on the comebacks today. But, hey, if anything, here's my recommendation. Short and sweet, go and get this shit. If you guys want to see what it looks like, go on Target. Go on YouTube. There are a lot of people reviewing it, and it's fucking awesome, dude. And it feels good in the hand, and it only costs $14. Oh, dude. my goodness. Regular price, $19. Target was selling it for $5 off, $14. I got mine. You guys gotta go get yours. And if you mention impossible, they may give you a big smile and a hug, possibly. Oh yeah. But they might call the cops afterwards. But you, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think I think the uh, the takeaway is be a kid, have fun. We all should be a kid. Our, our us guys deserve it. We do. Or better yet, drink some scotch, drink some whiskey, and then go grab your bow and arrow and just start a nerf war. Honestly, just don't. Shoot at innocent bystanders, though, because that can get you into a lot of trouble. Make sure it's your buddy. Quote or somebody you hate. Keyword, buddy. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or an intern at the office. Okay. No, but that, that concludes uh, my little spiel on the weekend. Sure. But I think you were telling me about your adventurous weekend. You actually got back on the bike. I did. So... I'm an avid cyclist or wannabe, and I haven't been able to go for a while. I mean, you know, the the life caught up to me a little bit, so I wasn't able to go. And finally, last weekend, I had the opportunity to go. And I woke up at 5 a.m. We started riding around 6 a.m., and it was pitch dark. So two things. Um, You know, generally, night riding is not great, but at 6 a.m., um, it's still actually pitch dark. Sun did not come up at all. Um, but it was just at the cusp of it. So it was quite fun and safe because there weren't a lot of cars out. Uh, and so it was really refreshing and fun at the same time. Um, and, and yeah, it was great to get back on the bike. And we did some climbing. So we actually rode uh, 1,900 feet in elevation. So that's a quite a, um, you know, climb that we've done uh and then back down so i think the, we reached the the high speeds of up to about 35 miles an hour on our bikes which is pretty darn fast um and but you know what after all man possible is part grooming you know uh site um and part lifestyle site but one grooming trick i did just before i went out on a ride um you know whenever I go on a ride, especially early morning, my eyes get watery quite a bit. I'm not sure if it's a combination of um, strong winds or, you know, the dry air. Um, But this time, just before I went out, I uh, took eye drops and um, dropped a few in each eye. And guess what? I mean, my eyes felt great. Uh, They weren't watery. They were clear. Um, It was great um, little grooming hack that I discovered. So if there are any cyclists or, you know, bikers out there, um, try that. You know, try dropping a few uh, eye drops before you head out, and it will do wonders for your eyes. Or you can just close your eyes and ride. 
Yeah. That works too. That works too. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my weekend. No wild parties. Just uh, glad I was able to get back on my bike. What can I say, dude? I think it's just this week. It's going by a little slow. Things are not as exciting as it would be. Right. But to end on a high note, we have to start a little low. <laughs> let, let, let's to end on a high note. You got to start low. Okay, That's so great. So let me start a little special low. Olympics uh, <laughs> comment. Hey, they asked me to be a commentator, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me give you guys a little bit more information on what we did today. Today, before we got down, uh, cracking on drinking whiskey and started recording, we actually had dinner earlier. No McDonald's this time. No McDonald's this time. Of all places, we went to. Da-da-da-dun, soup plantation. Healthy stuff. And we used a coupon. What, is, it two, what is that? Two dinner and you get a free drink? And a kiss. Not not to each other or anything. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't get one. Oh, I did. From a fine lady. <laughs> I just on a low note, not a high note. Okay, got it, got it. Well, so, for some of you. I mean, I, mean, di- I mean, dinner was good. Uh, granted, we definitely need a little... Cleansing, right? We need a little bit of green. We all need a little bit of green. Always. And I don't know where I'm getting with this. but (laughs) (laughs) We're all wondering, actually. (laughs) But salad is actually not that bad. And Okay, no, that's not what I was going to say. So dinner was okay, right? It it was whatever. Salad was good. I ain't going to complain. But more importantly, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do after this. Um, Harry over here. Had some late night urges and craving last night at 1 a.m. Why don't you tell them what happened? Oh, man. So, all of a sudden, uh, maybe it was my college day sort of, you know. No, that, um, was, that was decades ago. <laughs> decades ago. Okay. Thank you. Um, but maybe, I mean, for, for some reason, I, was, I had the biggest craving for milkshake. And specifically, an In-N-Out milkshake. Of, of all things, milkshake. All things. And those of you who are listening to us from outside California, you guys don't know what In-N-Out is. Well, or you guys may know, but may not have the privilege of trying it. But if you ever get a chance to come to California, do try it. I think it's one of the best hamburgers money can buy. Um, try it and then let us know. Anyways. I had the biggest craving uh, for an app, but it was 1 a.m., and 1 a.m. is when they close. So after our delicious salad today, I turned to Timmy. Timmy, here, <laughs> um, and I said, "We're gonna have name tags next." Right. Time. I said, "Timmy, right after this podcast, we're gonna go for a milkshake." I mean, what is better than a fine glass of whiskey and scotch and milkshake right after that, dude? I don't know, man. Now that you're saying, I'm, I'm still full from dinner. We might even have to get a burger. That's what I'm saying. So why <laughs> you got to do that, dude? Because animal style. What, what did I say? I wanted to cut back and on fries. Like, animal style, dude. I, I, Maybe flying if, monkeys. If we, if we go, I, I might not be able to control my urges. I might just get a whole meal, dude. Sometimes you just have to let that beast out. But we had dinner at six, dude. Just salads. Yeah, salad and okay, fine. I'm sold. All right. On that note, <laughs> tune, in, tune in next week to see what happened, guys. On that note, we got to go. Dude. <laughs> we, we are out of here. Hey, thanks for listening again. This is Harry. And this is Timmy. See you guys next time. Peace. This great music has been provided by Spensound.com.